if they paid attention to the testimony yesterday in the U.S. Senate by Dr. Fauci and the head of the Centers for Disease Control, uh, there, it's evident that we are at risk of a major explosion of cases if we don't handle the uh, return to uh, economic activity uh, very, very carefully. And uh, it, it's absolutely, it makes sense. The, the business owners are concerned, but we as residents of the state uh, need to also uh, have our interests uh, cared for and looked after. You know, and as we're seeing uh, some of these communities, some of these counties now wanting to uh, forge their own path on this to move more quickly than the governor, you have to feel like it is connected to the fact that those localities, their representatives in this process, their elected state lawmakers, have been sidelined through this. The legislature still has not reconvened. It's been more than two months since they've been in session in Springfield. There appears to be no push at all on the part of the Democratic leadership to get lawmakers back to Springfield. Governor J.B. Pritzker finally said yesterday the legislature must convene, although he did not use his own power to call them into special session. That seems to be a big contributing factor to this frustration is that people uh, who uh, know their state lawmaker want their state lawmaker fighting for them in Springfield, and that lawmaker is MIA along with the, the rest of the legislature. Well, uh, that's certainly understandable, and it, it is very frustrating that uh, not only has the legislature not met, but hasn't even really articulated what the plan is for reconvening. Uh, the governor had been reluctant to call out uh, the legislature. He, he had kind of let said that's their business. That was a, an important change of posture by the governor yesterday, and it sounds like uh, there may have been some discussions in the aftermath of the governor's press conference, because the, there there are some rumblings now about possibly returning sometime soon to take care of a limited number of issues. It, the, the legislature just needs to do this. You're pointing out a really good factor, Jim, is that there is this accusation that Pritzker is running the the state like an imperial despot when it's, well, who else should be running the state? If the legislature is not even meeting in order to take care of the state's business, we really have to rely on the governor by default. And I, while I understand some of the criticisms being, you know, where they're coming from, and, and, and I think many of them are motivated uh, by fair reason, by good representation of the constituency that these people represent. At the same time, if the, if the legislature has decided to continue to avoid meeting, uh, they don't really have much standing to be complaining about what the governor is doing. You know, it, it is one of the great ironies of this, that for all the talk for decades in this state about how incredibly powerful Mike Madigan is, how he controls everything, he's the velvet hammer, and yet this invisible virus has put him on the sidelines and rendered him virtually voiceless here, which is by his own design. It has to be noted that the State Department of Public Health put out guidelines for how the legislature could reconvene safely. One of their guidelines is members over the age of 65 shouldn't come to Springfield. Mike Madigan, 78 <laughs> years old. So uh, it, it, it is pretty interesting that uh, in, in all of this, uh, you know, and, and who knows that, you know, the speaker is pretty sphinx like, but maybe he is legitimately concerned for his own health. Should he come back to the Capitol to be surrounded by dozens of lawmakers and staffers who are coming in from all over the state? Uh, and it may be genuine concern on his part or the part of his uh, top advisors to say this is kind of risky to, to do this right now. But as you said, at some point, they've got to get back in the game. 
Well, yes, and and we know that this uh, speaker has shown a proclivity to uh, rush legislation through during the last week or so of session, uh, often without any real um, hearings and and um, uh, really very little public input. That's the way he likes to legislate. We've seen the downside of that because we pushed through these bills that are just sloppy and need amendment, like the gambling law that passed last spring, for example. Um, that's So he has no problem waiting to the last minute, but that doesn't take into account the hundreds of people who are elected by their uh, by, by the people of this state to go down and do the people's business. Um, and I have a feeling that, that if, if President Trump, who also in his, is in his 70s, can figure out a way to uh, ignore all the by, by, by words of, of safe conduct, uh, Speaker Madigan himself can probably figure out how to safely transit himself in and out of the Capitol Dome in, in Springfield if he really wants to. While uh, our legislature remains sidelined in the midst of this pandemic, we are hearing from some folks with their advice. Former Governor Bruce Rauner deciding this week to weigh in on this, David. Well, yeah, and we've all been missing uh, the governor. He was uh, so effective in the work he did. And uh, he said in the text that he's been spending the last eight weeks down in Florida um, but that doesn't uh, stop him from weighing in on uh, on the issue of the coronavirus response and politicizing it. Um, he, in a text, said that the um, keeping the economy shut is a what he called it a trifecta for the Democrats. It justifies the Pritzker progressive tax hike in November, says Rauner. It justifies the federal bailout of states. And it creates a horrible economy for President Trump's reelection. Um, you know, uh, that some of that, I guess there may be a little bit of truth in some of that, but it's really unfortunate um, to see at this moment in time when there's so many life and death issues on the table. And it does appear that people on both sides of the partisan aisle are dealing with these issues in good faith. It's really unfortunate to see a former governor who has laid low, by and large, since he was uh, thrown out by by the voters, uh, to um, to come in with such a partisan uh, statement and stir the pot at a time when we really need to be focused on keeping people healthy and keep getting the economy uh, back in shape. It has to be pointed out that if Bruce Rauner thinks that J.B. Pritzker is doing this just to win support for his progressive income tax, J.B. Pritzker ran on the progressive income tax and demolished Bruce Rauner in 2018. So I think <laughs> that that needs to be pointed out there. David, before we let you go, uh, we want to make sure we are pointing people to the Better Government Association website. A lot of good information there, especially during this time of crisis. You've got an article up now talking about uh, remote learning technology in schools. This is something we've talked about for a long time here in Illinois. We haven't done very much. And now, of course, we are in a crisis where we need this and we may need it yet this fall as well. So tell us a bit about what the BGA has found on this issue. Right. We in Chalkbeat Chicago took a look statewide at the spending of uh, about $678 million in federal money that has been allocated to the schools statewide in order to make this transition to remote learning. And we're finding that uh, a, a number of the school districts, we, we looked at the five largest school districts. Uh, those include, the, of course, Chicago Public Schools, but Rockford, Springfield, Elgin, and Peoria as well. 
And uh, the adoption of technology so far has really been hampered. Chicago is the worst. Uh, they've only been able to spend about 11 percent of the funding that has been allocated to them. Peoria has actually done pretty well with spending 91 percent in order to transition to laptops, Internet access, et cetera. Um, Rockford is doing pretty well at about 66 percent. Springfield, you, you'd be interested to know, didn't have the numbers for us, so we don't know exactly where they are. Um, What's interesting here is, first of all, getting the hardware in the hands of students, but then Internet access itself is also the issue. It doesn't do you much good to have a laptop if you don't have connectivity. And we're finding that, especially in some more poorer neighborhoods, that there are, you know, as many as half the homes don't have any sort of access to broadband, and that creates real problems. The final thing that we looked at was participation by students when remote learning is set up. It's improving slightly, but it's in some cases it's been in the area of 65% uh, of students are, are actually tuning in, high school students that was. Um, that That's a real problem. Um, if you have a normal school day when school is in normal session and almost you know 35% of the students don't show up, the school would be looking at an emergency situation. But these days, that's just something they kind of need to sort of shrug their shoulders and hope to uh, figure out a way to do better. There are all kinds of challenges facing us as we deal with this new world. It doesn't look like schools are going to be going back in norm in normal way in the fall, given the governor's Restore Illinois program. And so we need to get better at that by the time schools are set to open in the fall. It's certainly a, a good idea, even uh, in, in normal times. And right now we are in anything but normal times. And of course, a lot's going to happen between now and then, including legal challenges, although the Illinois Supreme Court opted not to weigh in immediately on the extent of the governor's emergency powers here. So it's going to be a while before we see any kind of formal resolution there. And it looks like a while before we see any kind of legislative action on these questions as well. David Grising, we are out of time for this morning. Make sure you go check out the Better Government Association website. So, David, how do people find that and find you the rest of the time? Right. I'm at geekgrising at bettergov.org. That's D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org. And our website is bettergov.org. And here each Wednesday morning, it's full disclosure on the WMAY morning news feed. Thanks, David. So long. Thank you.